Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. This episode is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Call us at 719-452-4803. Here's your host, Trevor Sherry. Over the past five years, I think I've watched the show Friends about three times because I love the humor, I love the drama, and I especially love the depiction of friends being there for each other in the good times and the bad and sticking with each other for a long time. I've had a lot of conversations with some of my friends lately, and what we've found is that our friend groups are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's actually harder to find people that we can interact with on a level similar to Chandler and Monica and Rachel and Joey and the, and the rest. And it seems as if our, our friendships are changing. Dr. Mayfield is here and we're going to talk about this new dynamic of friendship and whether what I'm seeing is correct or if there's just a better way of perceiving friendships nowadays. Dr. Mayfield, you've we've t- had multiple conversations about the show Friends. We both love it. It's amazing. But what's your take on that dynamic between the show and reality nowadays? Well, I actually think it's been a slow fade. Uh, and, and I don't know what... I, mean, I think we could blame a lot of things and, and, and attribute it to a bunch of different things in our culture. But uh, you know, my wife and I have had numerous conversations, I'm, I'm sure the same as you and your wife have, of, of the fact that... Uh, the typical friendship nowadays, and I'm very much stereotyping to make a point, but the typical uh, friendship nowadays is, you know, hey, it's going to snow this weekend. Or, hey, how about them Broncos this weekend, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, I had really good wings at, you know, Wingstop or whatever. And it, and we don't ever get beyond the chit-chat. And um, I remember it was probably about, oh, good grief, maybe six, eight months ago where it just hit me is that, because uh, we've always talked about why is it so hard for us to make friends as a couple? Uh, you know, why do people uh, show interest and then they, they just, you know, tuck tail and run and, and yeah. all those kinds of things. And, and I think one of the things we came, uh, came to a realization of is, is people don't want to go deep anymore. They don't mm-hmm. want to do life with you. They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to go uh, and go, you know what? You're sick. Can I bring over a, uh, some soup? Or, you know, your daughter's in the hospital. Can we get some meals going? Or, you know, even just the basic, hey, let's let's really do life together. And it wasn't until um, that's that six months ago, eight months ago, that it really freed us up to go, oh, we're a different breed. And not to brag or to to say, hey, you know, look at us. But it's we just don't want friends that we're like, you know surface with if we're going to do friendship we're going to go deep but it's such an anomaly nowadays uh, that individuals uh, uh, don't know how to navigate that and the typical response which you and and your wife have probably found out of just they just don't they don't engage they fall off the face of the earth we've got you know some really solid friendships now but it's taken time and it's taken work and it's taken that do we step into that and trust you because we've been burned so many times in the past? You know, what do we do? And you kind of have to take that leap. Yeah. I want to make the distinction though. And and maybe this is a challenge to that point as well. I feel like it's a, it's a common longing of every person to be in connection. We've talked about how our brains were made 
to be in relationship and they don't fully develop if they aren't in relationship. But I think that there's a part of all of us that is longing for someone who we can be honest with. And maybe it's less of a, a path that we're walking and more of a door that we're waiting to open uh, with people. I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, though, is that true anymore? The people need desperately long. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here because if that was the case, people would be, I think, searching and longing for, for depth. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we see the world differently because of the field that we're in. Maybe we see the world differently because we're counselors. And um, I've often wondered, too, if, if people don't want to be my friend because of my profession mm. and they think that I see too deeply into them. And it's like... Okay, but what are you afraid of? And I think when we when we talk about depth of relationship and in the you know you'd let off with the the friends up you know uh, you know they did life together yeah. and they were through it thick and thin and um, and it was I think a, a cultural expose at the time of of what our culture was desiring and maybe mm. you're right maybe it's the same. Um, but I don't know if people want to put the work into it. And I think that's maybe what it is. I don't know if people want to put the work into it. That's a really good distinction. So let's give the benefit of the doubt that the general person, my favorite individual, Joe Schmo, he, he genuinely wants somebody who he can be a friend with, who can um, come over and bring over soup. And I, and I think this goes for married couples as well. Uh, and, single individuals it's it's a universal if we just need somebody who we can be um defenseless with and kind of just be our true selves with them and talk about the deeper issues i mean i'm even thinking about phoebe talking about some of her strange <laughs> backstory right. um that does that those kind of conversations don't happen but i think there's a part of us that wants it and so if that is the case where do you go from that well, to your point, I wonder how often do we do that with our marriages? Like, you know, we're going to be recording some, some marriage podcasts here in a couple of hours. And, and, and I wonder how often are we that honest with our spouse? Yeah. I don't know anymore, you know, and I don't, I, and I think that comes back to the bigger cultural question of, of why. And it's, you know, we're so into our social media. We're so into, uh, not knowing how to do this face-to-face -face contact yeah. relationship, eye contact, whatever, well. And uh, so we abdicate that to that role to something else. Yeah, I don't know. I, I It saddens me. You know, I was sitting with somebody, or we were, I think our, our whole staff was sitting with somebody that I, uh, you know, I'll keep the name private, but uh, somebody that's pretty well known and that we, uh, he made the comment, he goes, I just, I don't do chit chat well. And I so resonated with that. It's like, if I'm going to be in relationship with somebody, if I'm going to make the conscious effort and the conscious choice to be in relationship with somebody, uh, I don't do chit chat because it, what's the point? Yeah. Like if we're going to do life together, even if it's a season, even if we're going to be friends for a season, even if it's going to be a, a relationship for a purpose, Yeah. like why would we just maintain the chit chat level. And I think this is the, where the, we've lost the curiosity. Like if mm. I want to, you know, we're friends mm -hmm. and uh, if I come very rarely, do I come to a conversation with you going, what can I get out of it? Yeah. It's more about 
what's going on with you. And if you're doing the same thing, right, our, our mutual needs yeah. are being cared for and that you're just as curious about me and my life as I am about you and yours. And it's not always going to be 50, 50, 100%. Sure. I mean, the tit for tat or anything like that, it's going to be a give and take. Yeah. Uh, I've got really another really good friend here in the office that, um, you know, at times we, it's, it's might be lopsided because yeah. he's having a really rough week or he's having uh, struggles at home or whatever. And I'm going to really lean in or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, as of late, it's been him leaning into me. So, yeah. but it's not like, okay, now I've got 15 tally right. marks that I have to owe him back on because of all the times he's sat and listened to me whining and playing about life. Or yeah. whatever. But, but I think uh, when we look at relationships, the way we've, our society has looked at relationships, even in marriage relationships where it's now a contract versus a covenant, it's a, a contract is, you know, here's your legal, you know, binding guidelines that if you here's don't... the bare minimum. Right. If you don't follow through with these things, then somehow I have the right to go get my needs met elsewhere. We look at friendships the same way. Hmm. And it's just, I, I don't know. I think we're missing out on so much. Yeah. Now, granted, you, know, you and I both have been in friendships where it's been uh, hard and it's been a lot of work and it's not been mutually... Uh, received uh and you have to take stock on that i think a, a true friendship is this this mutual reciprocity of give and take uh where you don't feel spent or used every time you leave that conversation or that, yeah. that hanging out so let's get down to some more very practical next steps for somebody who has a genuine desire for a relationship with a friend for the person who just seems to not be able to find someone around them. They've got 700 friends on Facebook, but in reality, the last friend that they hung out with was at work. Right. And that's meeting their, not even their bare necessities of needs emotionally. How do we start this kind of relationship? How do you go up to somebody? I mean, it's not as easy as in elementary school when you would go up to somebody and say, Hey, you want to be my friend? I wish it was that simple. <laughs> let's be friends. Yeah. Here's a, here's a bracelet. You know, it or, seemed so much harder and so much easier back then, but right. now it's, it's, it's so much, so much more nuanced in how we communicate with each other. Where if I was to approach literally anybody and say, Hey, you want to be my friend? Most of the time I'm going to get rejected with like a, um, no, let's, uh, I'm, I'm going this way. You go the opposite. <laughs> a little creepy. Don't follow me. You know, no, I, I, you bring up a good point, and I think uh, it goes back to the first five or four or five episodes of, of this season's podcast is uh, we might have that genuine desire, but it's going to start out by being the curious one. It's going to mm-hmm. be the start out by taking stock of your life and go, okay, uh, maybe I've not, I have 700 friends on Facebook and the last person I hung out with is at work, but maybe that person at work actually could be a friend. Uh, and I need to figure out if they're a safe person or not. I need to figure out if they, uh, want to have a mutual, uh, mutually reciprocal relationship where there's that give and take. So let's test it out. And you might go, Hey, you want to go see a movie? We're going to come over to my house for dinner. Um, you know, or let's go grab coffee outside of work. Yeah. And you kind of test the waters a little bit. And I think the the big way that you do that is is you become the curious one in the relationship. And so if I'm wanting to be, let's say, Trevor, I want to you know, go back two and a half years, you know, three years, however long it's been that we've known each other, I don't remember. But, you know, 
and I want to be your friend. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to take an interest in you. Let's go grab coffee. And I, I'm going to have no expectations that it's going to be reciprocal in that moment. Yeah. I'm going to come and say, Hey, Trevor, tell me about your life. You know, Hey, I notice you have tattoos. Tell me about, you know, and you, you yeah. become curious. What's the story behind this? And where'd you grow up and in what church, you know, or, you know, where school did you go to or what neighborhood or, yeah. and you begin uh, that, that dive into depth through that curiosity. And you're going to know pretty quickly if it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, mutually yeah. received. If they're they, totally uninterested. Right. If they're not asking you the same questions after two or three coffees, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Probably shouldn't uh, continue to pursue that. They yeah. might be a really nice person, but they don't have the space. Maybe they're a really nice person. They don't know how to do this. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people get hurt is they put a lot of effort into, I like that person as a friend and I yeah. want to get to know them. And, and then six months later, it's not being um, reciprocated. Yeah. And you're like, and then you get hurt, but you know, five coffees in, you probably should have gone, oh, okay, here's the, this person has this amount of margin and that's it. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think for my wife and I, that's why it's taken us so long to, to find some genuine friends in our married life, because we've, we've been so excited about chasing that couple or this couple or that friend right. or that friend. And we get into it and it's not it's not uh, a, a both ways yeah. type of thing. And we're so far in now that we get hurt mm. and we get our feelings hurt. And then we lose trust in humanity and we don't want to pursue friends anymore because it's too painful or, and you know, hindsight is, is, you know, 2020, but we should have maybe pulled that back sure. sooner. Does that, I mean, does that make sense? Totally. I think a lot of our listeners are probably going, Oh yeah, I could relate to that. And yet we're still repeating the cycle. Yeah. Well, and I want to point out too, that, our relationship started with me pursuing you. Hey, you're somebody in the field that I want to pursue. Tell me more about how you got into this. Tell me more about this. And now, you know, I mean, we'll be spending the weekend playing board games and having dinner together. And it's that mutually reciprocal relationship that started one way, but developed into something that now I feel is lopsided where I just don't do enough. I don't say enough or whatever. And, and, um, despite your saying otherwise. Oh, sure. You know, I think that's, but I think feeling that way and at times is okay because it's a, it's a good self-awareness that, Hey, you know what? My friend is pouring a lot into me. And again, it's not a tit for tat. Like I'm going to keep, you know, tabs and then I need to pour this much back into him. But yeah. it's that realization that that person matters enough, uh, you know, enough or as much to me that I want to make sure that, uh, I'm not taking advantage of. Right. And I think if we have that good awareness and we have had those boundaries set aside and we've got that, that's a, that's a good place to be. Um, but we shouldn't operate or lead into our relationship with that insecurity and yeah. just have a knowledge of, you know what? Uh, it's I've been poured into a lot and I've really appreciated it. And, and that's it. Yeah. There's this unique combination that I'm hearing between humility and the strength of this, this vulnerability, but this, def not defense, but just this ability to handle hardship, mm. but a willingness to be vulnerable at the same time. And I think it kind of needs that tension of both where I'm willing to put myself out there in a position that I may go through three or four coffees and have no reciprocation of sure. conversation where I'm the only one asking questions and they know nothing about me, but I know a lot about them and that's going to hurt. But at least I have been 
uh, putting myself in a position where I'm willing to be vulnerable because I don't think that the first steps to friendship can happen without that. No. And everybody I think knows or everybody that has a, a good friend can know when that, that moment turned, hmm. we can look back and go, okay, that was the moment we became true friends, uh, versus just that, you know, let's shoot the breeze, go get coffee yeah. type of thing. And, and I, and I think there's a lot of our listeners or, or people that are in this world that go, I've, I don't know if I have ever hmm. experienced a friendship like that. It kind of, and so I think when you come back to the question of what do we do, how do we begin this is, yeah. is, and I know our listeners are probably getting sick of us asking them to do some self-reflection, but it's, it's true yeah. of what about you or what about your story or what about your history is keeping you from taking that next step. Yeah. Cause maybe you're the friend or the individual that others get to a point with it's not being reciprocated. So I'm, I, hmm. I need to pull back and you're the individual that can be that catalyst for change of going, how do you flip the script a little bit and go, okay, I've noticed this person's pulling back and I'm, Oh, maybe I'm not being as curious or as engaged as they're wanting. And so let's, let's try that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it may, may or may not work. It may, but sure. You wouldn't know until you try. Yeah. So for that person who finds themselves in a situation where they're watching TV or seeing on Facebook all of these vibrant friendships that are beautiful and wonderful and the ideal of what they should be because that's all we're seeing through TV and social media. Oh, sure. For them, the next step, the most important thing that they can do is just to take that first step and find an individual that is interesting, somebody who seems to have some sort of connection and say, hey, can I, let's grab coffee sometime. Let's conversate and go in having the expectation of asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And then if they start asking questions back and there's this mutual curiosity of who are you and what drives you, uh, that can develop into those friendships that we're looking for over time. And I think that, that, that aspect, the time portion, is one of the most important things to mention because it won't happen overnight. I don't think that's a reasonable expectation that we can put on ourselves. Well, it's interesting because uh, you, you say, you know, that, you know, finding that, uh, that common place or whatever sure. is kind of what I'm reading between the lines with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but C.S. Lewis says something that I think is really interesting. He says this, and this is where I think if people are trying to figure out, okay, how do I make that first step? Here's what he says. He says, friendship is born at that moment when one man says to another, what? You too? I thought it was just myself. Hmm. Right? And it's that commonality of, of going, oh, really? Like you've experienced life in that way too. Yeah. Like, okay. And this is what we've talked about so much. This is why we're having these conversations, right? This is why we're doing a lot of the things that we're doing at Mayfield Counseling Centers is really creating that space of giving people freedom to go, Oh yes, you've experienced life in that way too. Yeah. And I'm not alone or I'm not, you know, the, the odd, odd person. At yeah. All. I have somebody that I can share these thoughts with mm -hmm. who understands. Well, and, and, and I think we, we, we forget that. Hmm. I think one of the easiest things we can do to create the, the, the beginning sta stages of, of bonding in a friendship is to offer ourselves up a little bit. 
uh, you know, share an experience, share a story, share something that uh, maybe your mom knows or your dad or your cousin or your uncle or your spouse, but nobody else. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can think time and time again where, but I'm not saying, first of all, I'm not saying share your whole story, dump, you know, dump it all yeah. out because I'll make people go running <laughs> in the opposite direction. I think yeah. I mentioned that that's how I used to be along, you know, in a previous podcast, but, but offer yourself up a little bit, uh, of going, yeah, you know, I, when I was 16, I struggled with this too, Yeah, or I still do, or just being honest yeah. about the answers, mm-hmm. willing to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. Um, and I don't know. I think the only person we can blame then in some ways is ourselves. Hmm. That if we're not willing to take that risk, if we're not willing to make a change, you know, uh, Einstein was the one that said that if, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I think we, we have that happen so much in our relationships, these patterns, these cycles, you know, um, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the different cycles that we find in marriage here in a, yeah. in a couple uh, weeks when we do our marriage podcast. But it's, I think it's applicable to our friendships too, is that, you know, why can't I have any friends or why don't I have any friends? Well, take a step back and look at your cycles. Yeah. First of all, what kind of people are you choosing? Are they safe people? If they're not, maybe you need to rethink who you're, you're pursuing. But two, you know, are you the one that doesn't share anything or you share too much? Mm. You know, so it's reevaluating those cycles. And I know for myself, it's that I had to reevaluate my expectations too. Sure. Because not everybody's going to go deep right away. Yeah. And so if there's somebody that I value that I want to be friends with, maybe I need to do the chit chat for a while yeah. and see if we build that trust and build that rapport, then we're able to hit those depths. And not to beat a dead horse at all, but Irvin Yalom, a great uh, therapist, has a concept called the paid friend. Sometimes we need a paid friend, somebody who we know is going to be in relationship with us because we're paying them, but also because there is that genuine care for us as a client. And um, sometimes that's desperately needed for those situations where you're in cycles and you just can't escape it. Uh, and so if you are looking for that, reach out to a counselor. You can go back to our podcast about how to find a good counselor. You can also reach out to us at Mayfield Counseling Centers. And also feel free to reach out to us uh, about these conversations and let us know how you're experiencing them. If you've had any interactions because of things that you've heard on the podcast that have gone really well, we would love to uh, further dialogue with you on that. Uh, go forth into your week and have courage to spark some conversations. And who knows, maybe five years from now, you'll look back and realize that that was the start of a great friendship. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, go to mayfieldcounseling.com slash Candid Conversations. And check out our Facebook page, Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield.